Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show. Massey not stopping in second and slides into third with a two-run triple. Here's Josh Vernier. All right, good evening. 6-3, the final score. Royals drop the opener in Detroit. The six-game winning streak is no more. Phone lines are open for you if you want to chat about it. Plenty to talk about, not only in the game, but we can talk the season, the offseason, the future, the front office, the coaching staff, the talent on the field, in the bullpen, in the rotation. Ladies and gentlemen, I only got uh, five more of these shows after tonight. So I'm here. I I can see the off season is less than a week away for yours truly. So whatever Royals baseball conversation you want to have, I'm your guy. Again, the phone number 913-586-7610. The text line, same number if you just want to shoot me a text. 913-586-7610. Now, beginning with the game, the 6-3 loss, plenty of culprits. Michael Massey, big error in the sixth inning. Royals lead two to nothing. His error leads to two unearned runs. Tie game. Rough night for Michael Massey. Especially after he made that error in the sixth inning. Because you felt it. We all felt it. We were all hoping that Zach Greinke was about to pick up the win. His second win of the season. Career win number 225. We were all hoping that. Shoot, Zach Greinke was hoping for that. The dude asked for the ball after the fifth inning. Uh, he, he, he joked earlier in the season, hey, I haven't been winning a lot. Nobody really on this team's been winning a lot. He had an opportunity tonight, but that error from Michael Massey in the sixth was the first of many uh, reasons, many instances that led to him Uh, not recording the win. In fact, the Royals record the loss. Uh, But but after he makes that error, and after Spencer Torkelson drives in those two runs, Valley Sports Kansas City had a shot, all zoomed in on Michael Massey. Uh, He knows baseball. Um, Massey, I'm talking about. He knows baseball history. Um... He has a good feel for the game. So I, I, I know he's sitting out there thinking, I just cost Zach Greinke a win. Maybe his final chance at a win. I just booted a ball that's going to cost him a win. Yeah, tough one for Michael Massey. So I don't know about you. I'm, I'm not necessarily interested in sitting around and, and crushing the guy. Um, but he is the main culprit tonight. Taylor Clark, of course. Uh, first four pitches he throws, he gives up two home runs. Yeah, Taylor Clark takes the loss. Again, Zach Greinke, a no decision, but Taylor Clark is sixth loss of the season. Uh, so Massey, Taylor Clark, culprits. Home plate umpire, John Tumpain, culprits. Uh, you know my rule, though. I'm not, I'm not interested in harping on the umpiring. Uh, no, no quicker way to tell listeners, hey, the team lost than tuning in and hearing someone complain about the umpires. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the, the the strikeout of Michael Garcia in the second inning, Royals up one to nothing, two in scoring position with two outs. And, and Reese Olsen, Tigers right-hander, throws a slider that's down and out of the zone. It's called strike three. And then home plate umpire John Tumpain, the 27th out of the game. 
It's a three-run game, two outs, man on first. Listen, I'm not saying that the Royals were going to come back and win this one, but they're not going to come back and win it when he's calling uh, ball two, strike three, and punch it Edward Olivares out on a 97-mile-per-hour sinker that was out of the zone. So again, plenty of reasons why you lost, but again, you've lost plenty this season, 103 times as a matter of fact. Royals have five games to go. They must win three of them to avoid history. To avoid the worst record in franchise history, they got to win three of the remaining five contests. Now, if they just want to match history, you got to win twice. Two more wins in the final five games and you'll match that 2005 ball club that lost 106. So we can dissect the loss. We can talk about the upcoming offseason. Now, as far as what matters in this game, because, of course, the win and the loss doesn't matter. You know, Zach Granke's career statistics don't really matter to you and I. I mean, they do, but they don't matter to the 2024 Kansas City Royals. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. For as much as you love Zach Granke, the organization is bigger than Zach Granke. And the organization's going to march on even if he exits stage left and waits for his call from Cooperstown. The Royals will go on in 2024, more than likely without Zach Granke. But what matters in this game tonight, I'd love to say one of the 24-year-olds had a big performance, but Drew Waters went over. Um, Nick Prado drove in a run. MJ Melendez went over with three punch outs and Nelson Velasquez also going over. So all of the 24 year olds had below average nights. Bobby Witt Jr. continued to do his thing. So did Salvador Perez as they both have multi-hit nights. But you knew Bobby was good when you showed up today. You knew Salvi was a, a legend when you showed up today. Uh, what matters and, and what we can talk about from this game as it pertains to 2024 well, you know what? It is Michael Massey. It is Taylor Clark. I read something about Taylor Clark. I, I, I read something on uh, MLB Trade Rumors. They had Taylor Clark as a possible non-tender candidate, as if the Royals would just let him go this offseason. I thought that was shocking to read. And less than 24 hours later, he's given up gopher balls to the nine-hitter. Okay, that, that's not fair. The, the pinch hitter for the nine-hitter. Akil Badu, first pitch that he saw in that eighth inning. Oh, my God, did he destroy that baseball. A meatball in the middle of the dish, and he was ready for it. Solo bomb to lead off the eighth inning, and a 2-2 game turns into a 3-2 Detroit lead. They would add three more in that four-run eighth inning and go on to win by a final count of 6-3. So Taylor Clark, uh, apparently we need to have a conversation of if you even want him back next year. I, as someone that has watched every single pitch of Royals baseball in 2023, this team's not good enough to be waving goodbye to guys that I've seen get outs on a consistent basis. Um, so Clark's performance matters. Right? You, you, you limp into the finish, you start serving it up left and right, and you know what? Maybe you are on the outside looking in for 2024. So his performance actually mattered tonight, in my opinion. Uh, Michael Massey as well. You know, the, the, you're not hitting enough to make defensive miscues. I'm sorry. Anyone that's listened to this show, you know how much I love Michael Massey as a person, as a ball player. Man, I've been rooting for this dude for years now. But you're not hitting enough to make mistakes defensively. You're not hitting enough to make mistakes on the base pass. Not saying that he did. But when you're a, what appears to be, a defensive first, second baseman, man, your defense better be airtight. Your baseball IQ better be out of the world or uh, out of this world. You must execute in every big spot. You must get the bunt down. You got to advance the runner. You got to do the little things if you're going to hit the way that Michael Massey has hit or hasn't hit this season. Massey hitting 225 with an OPS below 650. Can't be making those back-breaking decisions. Uh, it, it's much like I discussed earlier today on the On Deck Show. Drew Waters, um, Nick Prado, 
Michael Massey, Kyle Isbell. I got no issue with any of them. I don't, I don't believe I want to see all four of them on the team next year. Uh, but I'm fine with any one of them being on the team next year, if that makes sense. What I'm not okay with is this organization banking on one of those guys, relying on one of those guys. I don't want you relying on Kyle Isbell. I don't want you relying on Mike base next year. I don't want you to rely on Nick Prado to hold it down at first base. And I don't want you to rely on Drew Waters playing every day in the outfield. Now, those guys might turn into those players, but when you're building the 2024 Royals, it can't be under the assumption of, okay, well, Isbell's in center. Now, now what? No. No, no. Just like J.J. Piccolo told me last week when talking about the injured starting pitchers like a Lynch, a Chris Bubich, for as much as we still believe in those arms, we can't rely on them. We need to go out and find other ways to supplement our pitching staff, other ways to improve our pitching staff rather than waiting on guys that we've been waiting on for years now. Can't continue to do that. So as far as I see it, the 6-3 loss tonight, the reasons why you lost are surprisingly also worthy of conversation. You know, it's not Jordan Lyles. It's not Zach Granke. It's not some uh, random run-of-the-mill reliever. No, these are guys that when the season started, they were, I don't want to say a centerpiece um, in this evaluation season, but they were certainly under the microscope, and the hope was they would be a part of the 2024 Royals. I don't think you can say that right now. 913-586-7610 is our phone number. And of course, we can talk about Zach Granke, a, a solid performance, five innings of one-hit baseball. That's actually better than a solid performance for a guy that's going to be 40 in less than a month. Five innings of one-hit baseball, five punch-outs, as he's now 23 away from 3,000 in his career. 913-586-7610. Plenty to talk about when it comes to Massey, when it comes to Taylor Clark. How about Sunday's game? The next time we're going to see Zach Greinke, the final game of the year, Kauffman Stadium against the New York Yankees. Um, am I silly to expect more than 20,000 in the building? Now, it, it, Chiefs play that night, but you're still going up against red zone. You're still going up against... Uh, really, really both noon games and the afternoon slate because the Royals play Sunday at 210. Am I crazy to think that 20,000 will show up to send off one of the greatest to ever do it? And the Hall of Fame, the, likely the next man to wear the KC emblem on his cap as he's inducted into Cooperstown. You only have one right now with the great George Brett. Zach Greinke might be number two. He'll make his final start, likely ever, coming up on Sunday. I'm expecting a big old crowd at Kauffman Stadium. You let me know if I'm off base. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Let's start off with Jeff in Kansas City. Jeff, you're hitting leadoff tonight, buddy. Go ahead. You know what? First of all, I just want to thank you because you bring balance to everything we see throughout this. I mean, if you watch the Royals and take this too much to heart, it'll drive you crazy. I mean, you'll be medicated. But with you, you know, the, the thing that I find so enjoyable about listening to you is you bring perspective, balance, and you explain it more so than anybody else ever has. And I am so grateful to you for adding that extra depth of color to the Royals and their team and their performance and their future. And it balances me. I mean, I am somebody that was very alienated when Merrifield left. But at the same time, you kind of remove that alienation from me and renew my spirit of being a good supporter of the team and a good fan and I will be there Sunday my family and I will all be there because of the fact that we love Zach Grinke we love the fact that you 
help us get through those moments. I mean, it's due in large part to you because the ownership, and I'm talking Sherman, I'm not talking about the minority owners. Sherman has done nothing to make me feel like a supporter of the team. But you keep me in the game. You keep me wanting to come to the game and watch. And I am so grateful for you for explaining these things. And, you know, like I like Massey. Massey would be a good replacement for Merrifield. And with him being there, I'm not as heartbroken about Merrifield being gone because I think he was a great second baseman. And Nicky was a great second baseman. But at the same time, it's great to keep in perspective the fact that Zach Grinke is probably not going to pitch past Sunday here. Mm -hmm. And I thank you. No, no problem. Uh, that's very kind of you, Jeff. And, uh, yeah, that, it's humbling for you to say all those nice things about me. I wish um, – I'm indebted to the, you. Well, that, that's, that, that's more than enough. Jeff, thank you very much for the phone call. I appreciate it. And, look, you know, I'm, I'm still in Massey's corner. I want to see what he's going to do with the information. It's a lot like what I've said for Alec Marsh and a lot of these guys that have – either fallen short of passing the evaluation season or, you know, have like a C minus or a D plus grade in the evaluation season. You don't want to just kick them aside. You still see the talent in there. And you do with Michael Massey. Um, But I had a chance to watch 162 games. And you didn't pass it. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you, you got a C minus. Mass, you got a, a, a D plus. Get to work this offseason. I hope he's back with the team in spring training. I would assume that he's going to be. But there's going to be competition. Maybe the Royals bring in a third baseman and, and Michael Garcia moves over to second base. Then what? What are you going to do with Nick Lofton? Lofton's played in 16 games. He has 18 hits. He's hitting 360 with an OPS north of 911. 16 games, 10 RBI, 9 runs scored. Nick Lofton's going to have something to say. You know, again, it's not that I'm down on Michael Massey. It's a reflection of what I it's a reflection of heightened expectations for 2024. I still believe there's talent there, but I've seen it from Bobby. Oh, I've seen it from Vinny. I've seen it from Michael Garcia. Those are the first three that passed this evaluation season. Freddie Fermin. And even lately, MJ Melendez, Nelson Velasquez. Now, again, they're not passing as quickly as Vinny did. Uh, not acing the evaluations. Not passing the evaluation in, in such a speedy fashion the way that Michael Garcia did or Cole Reagan's but a C plus is still a passing grade hello Nelson Velasquez a B minus is still a fine grade hello MJ Melendez so these are the guys that have passed this season this 162 game grind through the summer that has led this team right now 49 games below 500 not everyone's going to pass. I would certainly hope not when you're 49 games below 500. Michael Massey's one of those guys that's going to need to earn it. Everyone needs to earn it. You know, Bobby needs to earn it next season. But if you and I are being real, Bobby's got a job next year. Mike Howell and Vinny, they have a job next year. MJ and Velasquez and Reagans and Singer and Freddie Fermin, they have a job next year. Massey, Lofton, Waters, Prado, I can't say that about them. They can go win one. They can go work this offseason and win one next spring, but I'm not giving it to them right now. Let's go out to Overland Park and talk to Jason. You're on 610 Sports Radio. Jason, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Josh. Similar to Jeff, I just want to thank you so much for everything you've done this season. This is like the first season. I've listened to your post-game radio every day on my way to work. Nice. And I don't know what I'm going to do next week without it. And I got one of my coworkers who sits in the cube next to me, and we talk about it every day at lunch. So thank you so much. Awesome. So thank my, you. My question to you, you kind of just mentioned about Freddie for me. 
I wanted to hear your thoughts on what's your thoughts of him with your evaluation season. I know Salvador Perez only has like a couple years left. So do you think Freddie, could you see Freddie as a starter for a championship team? Or is he going to always kind of have that like backup position, but like be a really good backup if that makes sense? Yeah, no, it does make sense. Appreciate the phone call. Freddie, only 28, won't turn 29 until next May. Uh, well, you know what? First of all, let, let me just be 100% honest with you. Um, I baseball fell in love with Freddie Fermin two years ago, two springs ago. Just watching the energy that he brought to every bullpen session, every game of catch, the, the way that he would work with every pitcher, even if it was his first time catching that pitcher, the way that he would inject confidence into those guys was young Salvador Perez-esque, where it was just eager, just, just an eagerness oozing from them. Now, Salvi still has it, but he's also 33 now when people come to him rather than him going to them. Um, and I wasn't sure if Freddie was more than that, more than just um, a guy that you don't let get out of your organization because of the positivity that flows from him. I, I thought that's what Freddie Fermin was always going to be, a, a, a good Solid catcher, a good, solid AAA catcher that even when his playing days are done, you're going to keep him around the organization. You want him as an instructor. So for him this offseason to go win the MVP in the Venezuelan Winter Ball League and then to show up in the big leagues and, in my opinion, win a job in spring training. Now, he wasn't on the opening day roster. I thought he should have been. Um, and then he gets 200 ABs, posts um, an OPS north of 780. You know, better than league average. My point being, I've put a ceiling on Freddie Fermin before, and he's bust through it. So what do I know? But to answer your question, I think Freddie Fermin can be a part of a championship team. I think he can split time with another catcher. And you've seen it around Major League Baseball. You, you see it in Houston. You see it in Tampa. You see it in most cities, to be quite honest with you. It's very... Um, you know, Salvador Perez is unique. A guy that's going to play 162 games like he did a couple of years ago. The guy that's going to uh, catch 145-plus games like he did early on in his career. T to play as much as he has this season is still abnormal. Again, I've mentioned it before. There's nobody as old as Salvi that catches like Salvi, that has played in as many games this season as Salvi. No, he's a freak. Can Freddie Fermin play as much as Salvi, catch as much as Salvi, and produce like Salvi? No. Um, but I think he can be one half of a combination that attempt to come close to championship Salvi. Because remember, 48 home runs like we saw from the big fella a couple of years ago, that's not who he was during the championship days. He was a he was a power threat, sure, but he was also a, a strikeout. He was more of a strikeout candidate than a power threat. And recently, it's been vice versa, in my opinion. Since he returned from Tommy John surgery, he's been more of a power threat than a punch-out threat. Um, so I think Freddie Fermin can be one half of what Salvi was back in the day back in 13, 14, 15, 16. I think Freddie and a, a veteran backstop or, or his equal could combine to, to deliver the type of production that Salvi has. So I guess that's a long way of answering your question of, of yes, I think uh, Freddie Fermin can hold it down, but he needs a true partner in crime, someone that is his equal, if not a touch better. Um. And it can be a touch better defensively or, or a touch better offensively. Again, uh, Freddie's a pretty solid backstop. Just give me one other solid backstop, and I think you'll be all right. Uh, Salvi has $44 million still coming his way over the next two seasons. Could he stay here? Sure. Uh, could he get traded this offseason? Uh, no doubt about it. 
Phone lines are open, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Let's go to Raj in the Ozarks. You're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead, Raj. Hey, Vern, how are you? I'm great, buddy. How are you? You're going to have to get your Vern's fan club thing started. I'd, I'd sure uh, order a membership. Man, that, wow. you I just hope my boss is listening. This year. I just excellent hope somebody job. that pays me is listening to this. <laughs> That's great. Hey, I was going to talk, you know, there's so many things to talk about right now as we get towards the end of the season. I could talk about the strikeout records now and maybe coming up, but I, that's for another day. Too depressing. I could talk about Spencer Torkelson, what a great first pick he was by Detroit, and we got Asa Lacey at number four that same year, and I don't know why Miami and Baltimore passed on him at two and three. I wish somebody would find that out. Uh, maybe they knew something we didn't. But we did get uh, Logan down there at number 32 that same year, so maybe that'll be a blessing for us out of that 20 draft. But here, here's my point, Vern, and I'm sitting here in those arcs tonight on the porch. Beautiful night. In the spring when the dogwoods are blooming down here, the ravines are just full of them, white blooms. There's nothing more beautiful on earth, in my opinion, and people want them for their front yards. So what they what the right way to do is you, you put a ribbon on them. You find a little one with two or three white blooms, and you put a ribbon on it so they'll survive. And you go back in the fall when all the leaves come off. All the trees look the same in that ravine now. And you go back to that one you've put that ribbon on and dig it up, and you can transplant it in your front yard up here in the city, and it'll look beautiful. Now, my point being... I hope the Royals scouting staff has looked at some pitchers, starting pitchers and relief pitchers, all year long and put those ribbons on them to go back and harvest them later. I really hope that's true because, boy, do we need that pitching. And, Vern, I don't know, did you watch Verlander pitch against Castillo? Yeah, I was in and out all night last night. Man, it was an incredible matchup. And, boy, if that doesn't get your October blood pumping, it was an amazing feat of Verlander. And that just shows you how valuable pitching. And it reinforced it to me. I mean, to go to postseason, you've got to have those big guns. You've just got to have them. So, anyway, Well, Rog, there haven't show. been many bigger guns than Justin Verlander. Man, he's he sure he's is exciting yeah. to watch. Yeah. So, anyways, Vern. I'll just join along with the chorus uh, group and say I love your show too. So have I appreciate a great it, buddy. Yeah, you too. Thank you very much. I can promise you, JJ Piccolo and Brian Sweeney and Zach Bove and Paul Gibson and the rest of the organization—they got ribbons all over Major League Baseball. Uh, on the mound tonight for the Royals was Zach Granke. Five innings of one-hit baseball, his thirty-fifth such start. With the Royals, going five innings of shutout baseball, at least five innings of shutout baseball, the 35th time he's done it. Only two players in franchise history have done it more, Paul Splitorf and Kevin Apier. Royals, though, they lose. Up to nothing when Granke departs in the fifth, um, and they would go on to lose 6-3. 54 and 103 is the record on the season. We got five to go, my friends. We'll take a quick time out. We'll get back to your thoughts after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shop. Shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. First pitch to Bobby Wood Jr. is hit hard and into the gap in left center. He's going to roll all the way to the fence. It'll be extra bases for Bobby. He's not stopping at second. Here he goes into third, head first slide, safe ahead of the throw. And Bobby Wood Jr. with his 10th triple on the year is at third base with nobody down. He'd come in to score moments later as Salvador Perez would drive him in to put the Royals up 2-0. going to the bottom of the sixth inning. That's when a back-breaking error from Michael Massey as he's uh, looking to turn two rather than taking the uh, out. And I understand it. I understand what he was trying to do. He's, he's trying to backhand. A ground ball off of the bat of Parker Meadows. Backhanded so he can make a quick toss to Bobby at second to start what would have been a 4-6-3 inning-ending double play. But as he attempts to backhand it, he's moving a little bit quick because he needs to move quick if you're going to turn this double play. And uh, yeah, doesn't turn the double play. Uh, Doesn't make the backhand. And everyone's safe. First and second, one out instead of um, man on second with two outs. If he takes the out at first base, when Matt Veerling pops out moments later, that's the end of the frame. Instead, that pop out is just out number two. And then rookie Anthony Veneziano making his big league debut on the hill has to pick up Michael Massey and overcome that error. He has a six-pitch battle with Spencer Torkelson, and it ends with him leaving one up in the zone and Torkelson ripping it down the left field line, scoring two, tying the game up. Royals would never lead again. Tigers put four on the board in the eighth. Royals get one in the ninth, but it's not enough, and the boys lose Six to three. Bobby Witt Jr. with that leadoff triple. He joins George Brett as the only Royals in history with double digit triples before their 24th birthday. And his 16 career triples match Eric Hosmer on the franchise's all time leaderboard. My game notes following this 6 3 loss are presented by Jay's Southland Toe Service. It was, again, Bobby's 10th triple of the season. That's the most in Major League Baseball. He had two hits tonight, his 171st and 172nd base hits on the year. That's eighth most in baseball. And he scored his 93rd run of the season. That's top 20 in Major League Baseball. All right, phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. Royals need to win three of the remaining five games to avoid matching the worst record in franchise history. Let's go to Kyle in the Northland. Kyle, you're on the postgame show. Go ahead. Hey, Vern. I just had to call and extend my gratitude to you as well. I think I can relate to all the previous callers. I mean, you definitely bring great perspective and balance us out because when we win, you know, you try to check the, the excitement. And when we lose, you know, you're giving us all the positives. So big shout out to you and that first caller and the second caller. Man, I, I don't know what I'm going to do without your show either, Vern. I Sometimes I listen live and then I listen on the podcast too, you know, just in case I missed anything. But 
Uh, shout out to Rods in the Ozarks with his beautiful analogy. So uh, it was, that that was awesome. That was pretty awesome. And uh, so, um, but Vern, I'm bummed to hear Grinky miss out for a potential win. But like you, I'm not going to blame Matthew too much. It is unfortunate circumstance because I couldn't agree more with you. You know, on your point about Matthew, that was very well said. And I know you're not down on Matthew because you've been consistent in your encouragement for him to succeed. And um, speaking of encouraging, could you describe that play as Bell Maiden Center? I know Jake did a great job, but I'd like to hear your version of it as well. And he might be the new Nicky Lopez. He's a solid defender and always seems to come through when he's needed. So I hope he turns out to be the center fielder we need. But as always, Vern, win or lose, we still listen to you. Thanks again. Well, there's been a lot more losing, so I appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate it, Kyle. Uh, yeah, as far as that Kyle Isbell catch in the eighth inning, I was pretty frustrated at that point, you know, pouting, stamping my feet, cursing a little bit. I know I shouldn't be cursing 157 games in for a team. 49 games below 500, but I was. Right, it happened in the eighth inning. It's a 2-2 game at this point. Taylor Clark comes in out of the bullpen. First pitch, fastball to Akil Badu is belted for a home run. And then uh, he falls behind Parker Meadows 2-0 and serves up a home run to him. This one on a slider in the middle of the dish. So back-to-back home runs, and that brings Matt Veerling to the plate, the right-handed hitter facing. Taylor Clark, and I'm frustrated at this point, and he belts a 1-1 offering to deep right center field. Kyle Isbell, who always has a great first step, uh, has a great first step and races out to the wall in right center field. And uh, as he steps on the warning track, he feels, hey, this is the warning track. There's the wall. Oh, boy, this is going to be a little bit dangerous. And he starts taking smaller steps once he hits that warning track. Uh, which is smart, Um, he gets a little hesitant before he reaches the wall, reaches out that left arm, makes the catch, and his momentum carries him into the wall, but he's able to uh, turn his back and and, and smash back first into the Comerica field, uh, outfield wall. A very nice catch from Kyle Isbell. He's had a terrific defensive season, Uh, but again, can't bank on him. I got no issue with him being your center fielder on opening day. I'm not saying I got a problem with it. I, I just don't want his name written in pen right now. The only, the only, if you're going to make me endure 162 games by calling it an evaluation season, make me endure a season like this by calling it an evaluation season. Abide by the results. Bobby's name and Vinny's name and Mike Hell's name, write them in pen. Cole Reagans and Jordan Lyles and Brady Singer, go ahead, write them in pen. But he can't do that with Kyle Isbell, I'm sorry. Sure, yeah, he's come up with plenty of big hits, but but so has Michael Massey, so has Drew So has Michael Massey, I don't think Drew Waters really has. Isbell's hitting 232 this season. He, like Massey, in OPS below 650. Can't bank on that. You're a fine glove. You'd be a fine fourth outfielder, a fine starting center fielder. Hitting ninth with a bunch of really good hitters surrounding him. Right now, the Royals don't have a bunch of really good hitters surrounding him, so I'm not banking on him. You can't bank on him. Appreciate the phone call. Appreciate the kind words. Text line, I appreciate your kind words as well. Um, That is something I never thought I would say. But, yeah, Jay Southland Toe Service text line coming through. Royals lose 6-3. to three. Let's head inside the Royals clubhouse and hear from uh, Zach Greinke. Again, five innings, one hit allowed. No runs, one hit, one walk, five punch outs. Here's Zach Greinke addressing the media. Uh, by the way, Greinke has not won a game uh, since, what, May? It's been almost six months. 22 consecutive games, 19 straight starts without a win. That's by far the longest winless stretch in his Hall of Fame career. Let's hear what the right-hander had to say to Bally Sports Kansas City. How'd you feel out there today? Uh, it was decent. Uh, stuff was sharp and was able to throw strikes. Not perfectly quality at all times, but uh, sharp stuff. 
and worked good. Uh, one was blown in, maybe saved a homer. Nice tag by Nick, getting the double play or the pickoff. That was nice, and then so made it a little easier. Uh, in, in particular, with your with your slider, um, how, how was that pitch working for you? What was the the plan with that tonight? Uh, some were really good, some backed up in bad spots, and got got lucky on probably one or two situations for sure. And uh, so there was, there were some good ones and a couple not located, but they were moving a lot. Anything particularly uh, different about that pitch tonight or that you've been working on? Uh, so similar, just a, maybe a little slower than normal, which usually isn't a good thing. But uh, it was uh, it was moving. Did it mean anything for you and just looking at your career and also Mickey's career just to face him for the final time? Uh, I mean, I'm glad he was in the lineup today. Wanted to face him again. And uh, he, he had one pretty good. Gives us a... Uh, uh, Drew made a nice play, and uh, he's always been tough, tough facing. Uh, what, what was the feeling walking off after the fifth? So you, you know, asked for the ball and then have a conversation with you. Uh, uh, just uh, knew I was done pitching for the day, so it's good, good, good way to end at that at that point of the game. Did it mean anything to to um, get through five? Tonight, uh, you know, not using a whole ton of pitches. Uh, yeah, it's better, better than not. Um, and then uh, Zarepa wasn't pitching behind me, so knew there wasn't a, two starters going. So it's a little more important today. What do you think out of Veneziano in his MLB debut? Uh, stuff, stuff was really good. Talked to him about it. Got through some really good changeups, and then uh, just. Look, look pretty sharp to me. That's Zach Greinke. And that audio courtesy of Bally Sports, Kansas City. Yeah, how about that? How about that for Anthony Veneziano? You make your big league debut. You come to the dugout. I'm sure the manager said great job. Um, Brian Sweeney and Zach Bove, I'm sure, had a few words of encouragement. And then Zach Greinke sits down and says, hey, I got a few words for you. And I'm sure they weren't all uh, super supportive. Sure, they were all brutally honest, but it wasn't just one continuous pat on the back from the future Hall of Famer. And I can promise you the 26-year-old lefty Veneziano, perfectly fine with it. Anytime you can get advice from one of the game's greats, you take it. Which reminds me of a conversation I just had with Michael Garcia about Miguel Cabrera. We just heard Zach Greinke talking about. By the way, those two first faced one another back in 2007. 16 years ago. For their career, uh, Miguel Cabrera is a 289 hitter off of Zach Greinke. After going 0 for 2 tonight, he's now 13 for 45 in his Hall of Fame career against Greinke. Uh, how about this? If this is indeed the end for Greinke, he'll finish his career as arguably the greatest opposing pitcher in Comerica Park history. Following his five shutout innings tonight, Granke's ERA in that park in Motown, 2.24. It's the best in baseball history, or the best in that ballpark's history. And for his career, Granke has thrown 191 and two-thirds innings against the Detroit Tigers. That's a season. He's basically pitched an entire season's worth of baseball against one team, the Detroit Tigers. 191 and two-thirds innings pitched in ERA, of 2.77. Unbelievable. Royals win 6-3. We get back to your thoughts after this. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. 
Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. Beerling smacks it deep to right center field. Isbell races back onto the track, reaches out, makes an incredible catch. And he crashes into the right center field fence and falls to the warning track dirt. He holds on for the out. And now he gets back up and walks gingerly back towards center. Another outstanding grab from Kyle Isbell. It was, and it looked painful too. He, he, he laid on the ground grimacing for a solid 10 to 15 seconds after that. <laughs> I'd still be down. My whole back would be bruised. Those ribs would be all busted up. Now, Kyle Isbell, sensational catch. You heard Zach Greinke moments ago give some love to Drew Waters for his catch in the second inning, robbing Miguel Cabrera of a one-out knock. Uh, welcome back. Royals lose 6-3. to three. They drop the opener in Detroit. The final road series of the season begins uh, by the boys getting doubled up by the Motown Ball Club. 6-3, uh, the final score. Only a pair of Royals had multiple hits. Salvi and Bobby. 50th time this year Bobby's had a multi-hit game. He's one of 10 players in baseball that can say that. Let's go to James in Westport. James, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Appreciate the phone call. What's going on, buddy? It's always great to hear your voice, Vern. I'm the mailman of Westport, and I got to tell you, the mailman listens to every baseball game on the radio, so I'm there with you for all, what are we, 155, 156 into this? 157. (laughs) Hadn't been a pretty season, but I love talking and listening to you. I go back to Royals baseball 70s, Gura, Split, Leonard, 200 innings, 200 innings, through Sabes and Gubazaw in the 80s, Apier coming up in the 90s, 200 innings. Why don't we reinvent baseball? Let Gubazaw be. You remember when Roger Clemens became the sixth starter and only pitched at home? That was awesome, yeah. I want Grinky, I wanted Granky to do that. Yeah, Grinky can do that next year. Let's just do the bullpen, guys. Not really pay a starter and then pay our greatest players, Witt, Isabel, MJ, have a cheap pitching staff, be able to play these guys to pitch, do the, like Coach Q. or Isn't that what Q they have, though, James? Yeah, James, I isn't that what they, what they have? have? I think they have 103 losses. Why do you want to keep doing it? <sighs> because I think it's good for the future. I think it's the way we can play our pay for our position players and keep pitching on the cheap side. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, may, maybe, yeah, that's, um, it, it, it's a, it's an option. I, the only way that you can um, hey, dude, have cheap, hey. good pitching is by drafting pitching. That That's the only way to have uh, a lot of good, cheap pitching is by drafting it. Even the you Tampa Bay Rays. But, I mean, we still have a guys like Hernandez and Zerpa. When Zerpa went five innings last week, it was beautiful baseball. You don't have to have the pressure to be the starter. Well, five innings is uh, – how many guys do you trust on this team to give you a consistent five innings? Come on. You get Hernandez and now no. the new fella. Uh, well, Hernandez is a no. He can't give you five innings. That's why he's no longer a starting pitcher. But that's why I'm saying, do the bullpen rotation. Do three. You do three innings. Let everybody go through the lineup one time. You don't need that many starters, and then we can afford to pay Bobby Witt. Yeah, you know I that's mean, that's going to be a big ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James, I appreciate the phone call. Here's the issue with that: that that's that that's playing the game on paper. Now, what you describe is exactly what most forward-thinking baseball men and women want, right? If you gave Matt Quattrero some truth serum, he he would tell you, man, I'd do away with starting pitchers and relief pitchers and closing pitchers. It would be 
pretty close to what you're talking about. Everybody you face a lineup once, maybe twice. You give me three, four innings, and then you hand it off to the next guy. So then the opposing hitters never face the same pitcher twice. It's a brilliant idea, and I'm all for it. Zach Granke could pitch another five years if all he has to do is record nine outs. In theory, it makes all the sense in the world. And you see teams, especially bad teams, piecemeal it together. And and, and sometimes it looks really good, right? The the Rays um, did it quite often. But eventually they started drafting really well. And then they had uh, big names in their starting rotation. And then they don't want Shane McClanahan to only go three innings. I want you to go six, maybe seven. Uh, We'll pay Zach Eflin. Um, We'll we'll draft and develop uh, uh, Blake Snell. Um, We we, we can go throughout that, that, that Tampa pitching staff. Now, a lot of them are banged up this year. Um. In theory, it makes sense, but the game isn't played on paper. The game has a pulse. The game bleeds, right? So sometimes you're going to go into a game and say, all right, I'm going to go this guy for three and then this guy for three, this guy for one. You know, the best way to answer that is by quoting the great Denny Matthews. Every time you point out to that bullpen, there's a chance that the guy that comes running out just doesn't have it that night. On paper, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, just keep throwing different arms at them. How are they ever going to keep up? Well, you know how? Because you don't have a bunch of Wade Davises. Pitching is really hard. That's why the guys that do it well get paid $40 million a year. That's why the guys that don't even do it that well but can do it get paid a lot. Zach Granke's paid a lot this year. Jordan Lyles got paid a fair amount because he can do it consistently. Not pitch at a high level, but record outs. He can record outs every fifth day, and he can throw a lot of pitches. That, that's worth a lot. The game's not played on paper. The game's also played by egomaniacs and com- uh, competition addicts. And I don't say that as a slight to ball players. You've got to have an ego to think, I'm going to be a big leaguer, and I'm going to prove it to all of you. Most of them are addicted to competition. You have a tough time telling a lot of these guys when they're in high school, when they're in the minor leagues, hey, you know what? We're Starting pitching really doesn't matter. We're going to bring you in in the fourth inning, and then you're going to pitch the final five. Sounds good in theory, but if I'm... A 17-year-old, uh-uh, no, I want the ball in the first inning. I got scouts coming here. I'm the starting pitcher. I'm going six. In fact, I might go the entire game. When does it start? When do you begin to change the mentality of pitchers as they're coming up? To not want the ball, to d- demand the ball. This is my game. We want to rob pitchers of that mindset? I don't. That, that's what made me fall in love. That's what made me fall in baseball love with Brady Singer. It's what we've loved about Cole Reagans is he takes the ball every fifth day and gives you frames. And he takes the ball with the intention of pitching the entire game and leading his team to victory. I want that dog inside of my pitcher. I'm not interested in someone that's, I'm hoping I can give you nine outs, hoping I can give you 12 outs. You, you mentioned Roger Clemens, Kevin Apier. You think it was easy to take the ball from them? No. So until you take the ego out of the game and the addiction to competition out of the game, I, I just don't think the, 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 the men on the field will ever embrace what you're talking about, what many baseball fans, forward-thinking baseball fans, want to see moving forward. Until you take the mentality out of the game, that can never truly flourish, in my opinion. But it's an interesting conversation, James. I appreciate the phone call. Let's head back inside the Royals Clubhouse. Let's hear what Salvador Perez had to say after his two-for-four performance. Salvi with an RBI knock in the sixth. 
and a two-out single in the eighth. He created or helped uh, form the most highly decorated battery in Royals franchise history. Him and Zach Greinke, there, there's never been a trophy case as crowded when a pitcher and catcher come together in royal blue like it was tonight with Zach Greinke and Salvador Perez. Salvi's multi-hit game tonight, the 380th multi-hit game of his career. at seventh most in Royals franchise history. Just a mere 47 multi-hit games behind Alex Gordon for sixth all-time. Let's hear from Sal, courtesy of Bally Sports, Kansas City. It makes pretty good today. You guys know Hanks, a veteran guy, a Hall of Fame guy. Uh, he knows what he, what he can do, you know, in the mound. Uh, so happy to catch him, you know. Uh, he was pretty good. Change the curve, slider, miss five up. He was pretty good tonight. What's it been like catching him just overall this season? Yeah, um, catching him is... It's amazing, you know, when you have a guy that, for me, he's a, a Hall of Fame. I have the opportunity to catch him uh, almost every start, you know, it's, it's a blessing, you know. So one day maybe get to the Hall of Fame, I can tell myself that I catch a Hall of Fame guy. And then, you know, he's in line for the win when he exits that game after the fifth. Just how disappointing is it not to not get it for him? Yeah, you know, it's kind of hard. The pitch, they went doing pretty good job. Right now, the last five series, they went doing pretty good job. A couple, couple of balls today right in the middle of home play. But sorry, need to just forget about that, keep going, and come tomorrow and try to win the game. Again, that's Salvador Perez following the Royals' 6-3 loss in the opener in Detroit. The other Royal with a multiple hit night, Bobby Witt Jr., uh, who walked in the first and then singled the lead off the third. He singled on a routine ground ball to the shortstop. A good shortstop, too, right? Wasn't It, it was Javi Baez. Go back and watch that at-bat in the third inning. Uh, Bobby, again, grounds it you know, into the hole to the right of shortstop, but Javi has a big arm, backhand. Uh, can't make the throw. Can't get Bobby Witt Jr. at first, and he reaches for that leadoff single. He was uh, thrown out moments later trying to steal second base. He led off the sixth inning with a triple, came around and scored on Salvi's RBI knock. All right, quickly, let's go to the Jays Southland Tow Service text line, 913-586-7610. Rally Mantis writing in, congratulating Salvador, or excuse me, uh, Zach Greinke on a Hall of Fame performance. How cool is that, that I just got uh, which Hall of Fame, uh, which future Hall of Famer on the Royals is Rally Mantis talking about? How about that? Uh, and it wasn't Salvi's praising uh, Zach Greinke. Uh, Ryan from Olathe writes in to um, congratulate Zach Greinke. Happy to see him have a solid performance out there. Uh, some love uh, coming from the 816. Some love coming from the 910. I appreciate that. Mark writes in, hoping that the high draft pick next year will bring a home run outfielder. Mark notes that pitching is so hard to find in the draft and um, hopefully the Royals get number one overall. Yeah, the Royals will have, uh, well, the Royals will be one of three teams with 16.5% chance of selecting number one overall. It'll be the Royals, the A's, and whoever ends up with the third worst record in Major League Baseball. Uh, Right now, Oakland, uh, yeah, yeah, they're the worst. Oakland's the worst team in Major League Baseball um, record-wise. Five games worse, excuse me, six games worse than the Royals. Uh, right now, the Colorado Rockies holding down that third spot. So those three teams will have the, the best chance of securing the top spot in next year's draft. Uh, Dan and KCK giving some love to the other Hall of Famer, Salvador Perez for passing 75 RBI on the season. Dan, always nice to know that you're listening out there. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, Always nice knowing Nathan Williams is on the ones and twos back at the studio. Great job tonight, Nathan. Thank you very much. Thanks for all the kind words. Kansas City means a lot. Royals lose 6-3. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 4.30 for Game 2 in Motown. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday night. Take care. 
You've been listening to Vern's Post Game Show. Diving is MJ Melendez. Did he make that catch? He did! Check out the All Things Vern channel on 610sports.com and the Odyssey app to stay up to date with your boys in blue. Ten strikeouts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.